Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, July 8th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Rochelle Jones became the first black woman to attain the rank of lieutenant colonel in the St. Louis Police Department in 2017. She's proud of that accomplishment. But sometimes when I talk about it, it's like in 200 years, there's only been one black female lieutenant colonel. Yeah, okay. The recently retired Jones speaks with St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman in just a few minutes. A contract negotiation standoff between Metro Transit and its workers has spilled into the system's bus service. Delays of up to a half hour were reported on many routes yesterday as roughly 100 workers called in sick. The amalgamated transit union Local 788 says in a social media post that current proposals from Bi-State Development do not, quote, reflect the work and sacrifice our members have made over the last few years. Bi-State President and CEO Tulpy Roach says the buses kept running yesterday despite the delays. We want to deliver the best service that we can. But part of that is also owning what are the facts of the circumstances. Bi-State operates Metro Transit and has offered workers a 2% increase. Roach says the workers are seeking 5%. The most recent contract expired July 1st. The St. Louis Trash Commissioner is on leave after issues with pickup services throughout the city. Todd Walterman has been on the job since last spring. He had been the city's operations director for six years. Post-Dispatch reports Walterman's leave comes as the city deals with an increase in complaints about trash pickup and recycling collection. There have also been reports of illegal dumping and the need for equipment repairs, along with not having enough workers. A spokesman for Mayor Tashara Jones is not commenting on a personnel matter. Walterman did not respond to the newspaper's request for comment. A potential change in planes could mean the loss of hundreds of positions at Scott Air Force Base. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports. The C-40s stationed at Scott Air Force Base are a lot like passenger planes and are primarily used for transportation of government leaders on diplomatic missions around the world. The Air Force has proposed decommissioning those planes because of their age. Colonel Glenn Collins is the commander of the 932nd Airlift Wing. He told the Belleville News Democrat that it's unclear what would happen to the people who work on those planes. So typically, if if the C-40s were divested under such a scenario, they would look at whether or not they would want to supplement it with a new flying mission, whether or not they would take personnel and uh, reallocate them to other commands. The C-40 mission employs 900 part-time reservists and 100 full-time employees. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. U.S. Senate candidate Lucas Kuntz is outraising his fellow Democrats and Republicans looking to step into the seat being left open by a retiring Roy Blunt. One of Kuntz's policy proposals is the jailing of U.S. Congress members who trade stocks, saying it's an avenue for insider trading. If we want to build trust back in our institutions, trust back uh, by the American people and for Missourians, we should have things like members of Congress not owning stocks. Kuntz's plan would also bar immediate family from trading stocks, saying that is a loophole through shared access. He was a guest on Politically Speaking. The conversation's available at stlpr.org. A former Missouri Secretary of State says Democrats can't always look to past success to win current elections. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on Jason Kander's advice for his party. Since departing from the electoral arena in 2018, 
Kander has been asked to run for a slew of Missouri-based offices, but declined all of those requests. Kander says Democrats in places like Missouri should build an environment over time to consistently be competitive, something his party has done in places like Georgia and Colorado. We need to stop thinking about uh, every election cycle as a search for some sort of savior. Kander has not sworn off running for office again, but he's stressed he's happy in his personal and professional life since going public with his mental health struggles in late 2018. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. When Lieutenant Colonel Rochelle Jones retired from the St. Louis Police Department last month, she was the highest-ranking black woman in the department's history. Jones tells St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman that she always had other interests during her 39 years with the department, so work was not all-consuming. But Jones says retirement still has been an adjustment. I did have a life. I think it's very important, no matter what um, profession you have, you must have other things to do. So I have other things to do, but it just seems very different not having uh, police department personnel calling and, you know, checking your email and doing those things that you do. But I do have a life. I did have a life. And I would recommend that for anyone, no matter what profession, do have outside interests. Do that. Yeah. You've spoken in articles that I've read of how important your faith was in guiding you to apply for some of the promotions that you did. Did your faith play a role in in adjusting to retirement or to making the choice to retire at all? Yes, I believe it did, because I believe that I'm on a path, and I'm on a path that was set out by God. And when I was making decisions or in the process of making decisions, I always felt very comfortable, and the majority of the decisions were very clear. And I feel that it was God guiding me. You did retire as the highest-ranking black female in the history of the department. What does that accomplishment mean to you? I'm very proud because the other female officers, they always say, hey, we're so proud of you and you set the pathway, you set the bar for us. So that makes me feel good. But sometimes when I talk about it and when I release it to the universe, it's like in 200 years, there's only been one black uh, female lieutenant colonel. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. You did file suit in 2016 alleging gender discrimination in promotions. And while the jury did not find there to be discrimination, do you think it pushed the department to change its practices in any way, them facing this lawsuit from you? Yes, I, I think it does. And I think it helped the other people that are coming up in leadership to, hey, let's do the right thing. Let's treat everybody the same. Let's not treat anyone bad just because of who they are, just because of their, they're a female, they're black, they're white, uh, they're LGBTQ. It's just, let's treat everybody the same. So the department is looking for a new chief. What do you think it needs in a leader at this moment in history? At this moment in history, the possibilities are endless. I think you need a person that has the excellent people skills, the communication skills to not only deal with the department, the officers, the civilians, but you've got to be able to get out and connect with the community. Do you think it needs to be a person from outside or inside the department? What do you think would be the most beneficial right now? Right now, I think the possibilities are endless. 
I believe it could go either way. I think that person has to be a very strong person, a person uh, engaged in the community. You cannot be weak, and you're going to have to make decisions that some folks are not going to agree with. You have to agree to disagree, but seek their insight, though. What advice would you give a young woman of color who might be interested in law enforcement in any of any type in the world in which we currently live? I would say education, education, education is key. Community service, community service, community service is key. Your people skills. You need people that you can go to that will tell you, man, that's what you, is that what you did? That was really messed up. And that they will look at you and that they will tell you that and they will not soft soap it. So what is next for civilian Rochelle Jones? <laughs> that sounds funny. Uh, some sort of, I'm not done, let me say this, I'm not going home to sit in the rocking chair. Um, it'll be some sort of community service where I could be of service with the community to St. Louis. It's got to be community service. That was retired Lieutenant Colonel Rochelle Jones speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.